Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to be in this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes to learn to slow down with your Bible and ultimately to fall in love with Jesus and to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so grateful that you are here. Hello, welcome to Unedited. Happy Friday and happy summer. I hope that wherever you are, you are enjoying summer and everything that goes along with it. Watermelon and popsicles and wading and frogs and all the beauty that is summer. I went and watched fireflies the other night and was just so amazed by the creation of God. It's just so incredible. And so I hope you're having a great summer and soaking up some sun. One reminder, and this is the final time I'll mention it because this is the final days, unedited hope and healing through the simple habit of Bible reading and prayer is available on Pentecostal Publishing House as well as Amazon and for the rest of this week. And you can use the code unedited for 10% off your entire order at pph.com. So check that out. Today, I am going to talk more about a concept than tips and tricks. So there are some tips related to this topic in the um, devotional entry today. But back in May, a little quote began to just scroll through my mind very regularly. And that is a little quote that says, hunger is the best sauce. And today, I am going to talk about evaluating and developing spiritual hunger Hunger truly makes everything taste better. And way back on May 3rd, I jotted down some just random thoughts in my journal on hunger. And a few days later, I posted them on Instagram. And I have just been thinking so much about maintaining spiritual hunger since that time. And since then, our student pastor Reagan preached an incredible sermon called Hungry for Hunger. Um, This sermon actually was the final kick I needed to go on a long social media break, which I needed to do and had been feeling led to do, but just hadn't made the the choice. But that sermon really prompted me to um, just cut the cord with social media for a while. And then yesterday, I had decided I was going to do an episode this week on hunger. And last night, our pastor preached or taught a lesson um, called, I believe it's called the why and how of developing spiritual hunger. And I'm going to link to both of those sermons in the show notes. If you don't have time to listen to this and those, just stop this and go listen to those sermons. They will bless you um, and, and really help you want spiritual hunger and learn how to develop spiritual hunger. And there is one additional sermon I want to recommend. It is a sermon I have listened to many times over the years. It is from Court Chavis, and he preached the divine balance between the fork and the field. I believe it was back at an event called North American Youth Congress in 2013. And again, I will link to all three of those sermons in the show notes. But again, just the past few months, I have personally just been thinking about hunger. And I think it's because 
largely, I have felt this general sense of apathy, complacency, listlessness, indifference, and, and just kind of a lethargy. I felt it trying to sneak into my own life, and I've sensed it in the lives of other people that I'm talking to. I want to call it a malaise, but I know that has to do more with sickness. Just a a weariness. I've picked up it on it in church services sometimes, like we're pushing through this thick dullness to worship. Um, it's a sense of weariness, of overwhelm. Again, just a, a dullness of spiritual hunger and spiritual passion. And this is one of the key goals of the enemy. He wants to dumb down our hunger for the things of God. He wants to dumb down and mute our passion for the things of God. It is his goal to get us distracted and disinterested in things that will feed our spirit, man. And he uses so many angles and so many aspects of our lives to get our eyes off of what's really important, like I talked about last week, and what really matters. And he desires to dull our spiritual appetite slowly by consuming us, our minds, our thoughts, our vision, our focus with things that are unimportant or maybe they're even dangerous to our spiritual lives. And it's good for every single one of us to evaluate our own appetites because we all have appetites, right? They're part of being a human. And we have to ask ourselves, what am I hungry for? What do I crave? What do I desire? What are the things that are driving me, motivating me, inspiring me, animating me? What are those things that I'll change up my plans for? What are those things that I'll pursue? We all have flesh and we all have spirit, every single one of us. And if we are going to be victorious in our Christian lives, we have to eat spiritual food. And Satan knows that. And that's why he, again, tries to dumb down and dull that hunger Because truly, whichever one we feed, whether we feed our flesh or we feed our spirit, that is going to become the dominant voice in our lives. And we all have an appetite for something. And what we eat determines what we hunger for. And this is so, so, so basic. But food is not optional if we want to survive physically. If you want to stay alive till 70, 80, 90, 105 You're going to have to eat. We all know that, right? Like it's so basic, we don't even think about it. And we all enjoy eating. And we all hunger to eat. And it's the same in the spirit. The food is not optional in our walk with God. If we're going to survive spiritually, if we are going to endure to the end, if we're going to make it all the way to heaven, we have to eat spiritual food. And spiritual food, again, this is so simple, but it's the word of God. It's prayer. It's the presence of God. It's church attendance, it's fasting, it's those things that we kind of categorize as spiritual discipline. Those are basics, but those are spiritual food. There's absolutely no way around that. And with that said, reading our Bible and praying isn't optional. It's not something we do as an elective, and this is not meant to be condemning. This is just meant to be a statement of truth. If I think I can survive spiritually without reading my Bible and praying, I'm deceiving myself. It would be the same as me thinking I will survive physically without eating some chicken and broccoli or even Doritos. Like getting caloric intake into my body is how I survive physically. And getting 
spiritual calories into my spirit man is how I survive spiritually. So again, it's not optional. It's not something we get to choose to do or not to do. And we may possibly be able to scrape by from church service to church service with just a little meal here or there. But we're going to live incredibly unhealthy spiritual lives. We'll be emaciated spiritually, starving to death. And when people are starving, they have no hunger signals. And so the bottom line is no food, no life. And we do truly have to come to a place where we see this daily habit of Bible reading and prayer as essential for our survival as an umbilical cord is for a baby, as essential as water and sun is to a seed, as essential as food is to a human. It is that important. And again, no condemnation if you've struggled to establish this habit. This is just, again, a simple statement of truth. And with that said, we never outgrow food. A baby isn't born and nourished by its parents and fed bottles and then spoon fed and little airplane, open your mouth and then learn to hold the spoon and a fork only to mature to a point where it doesn't need food. That doesn't happen in the physical None of us reach a place where we're like, oh yeah, I've grown out of eating. I don't really do that anymore because it is an essential part of our lives. And yet so many times as years pass in our walk with God, our hunger is dimmed, our hunger is dulled. Maybe our hunger is even completely absent. We have a sense of accomplishment or arrival like, oh, I've been in church 20 years. Oh, I've been in church 30 years. I know it all. And it is possible to starve to death on a church pew. It is easy to be deceived that we're okay because we're getting in the scantest amount of food and we don't feel hungry. And when we don't feel hungry, we need to see that as a caution sign to ourselves. Jesus came to give life more abundantly. He didn't come to see us scrape into heaven. He came to see us thriving pouring out into others, ministering to others, reaching for the lost, growing the kingdom of God, and not just constantly in spiritual survival mode. Yes, he that endureth to the end shall be saved, and we do have to endure. But we also have to be working passionately, working fueled by the food of the word of God. And in order to recreate an appetite, what we have to do is eat what we want to hunger for. We have to eat healthy food. I have a friend, Maggie, she was on the podcast a few months ago when she was 19 and she first started um, coming to our house and hanging out with us, her diet was not the healthiest and she would kind of tease because we ate soup a lot or salad and she did not understand. She did not love vegetables. But over the years, as she's eaten healthy foods, her appetite has changed. Maggie, sorry to throw you under the bus. That was way back when you were 19. But if we eat chicken nuggets and ranch and Diet Coke, that's what we're going to be hungry for. If we eat lean protein and healthy greens and fruits and vegetables, that's what we're going to be hungry for. What we eat determines our appetite. And it's the same exact in the, in the spiritual. When we eat the word of God, we hunger for the word of God. And we cannot hunger for what we don't eat. And so today, this is really just encouragement for each one of us, myself included, I'm discovering I can have a podcast about Bible reading and prayer and grow cold in my own spiritual habits if I am not constantly on guard against this. Again, just encouragement to evaluate our hunger 
and just ask ourselves some questions. Is there a sense of apathy or listlessness in my life? Am I more hungry for social media or entertainment than I am for the word of God? Do I long to get to the feet of Jesus or has Bible reading and prayer kind of become a duty and a drudgery? Do I earnestly desire to eat his word? Like Jeremiah said, his words were found and I did eat them and they were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. And if you ask yourself these questions and you're like, wow, I'm, I'm really not feeling all that spiritually hungry. Maybe just consider some things you could do. Maybe taking a break from social media. Again, just a suggestion. Maybe you could cut out all entertainment, movies, TV shows, other things like that. Because those will satiate our hunger signals. They dull our hunger for the word of God. Today, I'm going to share an edited journal entry. I wrote this back in my journal in uh, May, May 3rd. And then I posted it on Instagram. And I really had just gone through and jotted down some quick thoughts and then fleshed it out on my iPad, which is what I posted. And so I'm going to actually read the edited version today. But the journal entry opened with this. Hunger is the best sauce. I am not sure who to credit this phrase to. Initially, I believe I saw it from Tozer, but I've also seen it credited to Miguel de Cervantes and Don Quixote and have read that it was a common ancient Greek proverb and also to Charles Spurgeon. But no matter who said it, it's true. When you're hungry, everything tastes better. Hunger makes everything taste better. I don't know about you, but I've been praying for greater hunger. It's easy for life and busyness to dull our hunger and desire for the things of God over time. But we've got to stay hungry. To get hungry and stay hungry for his word and his presence, we must number one, eat the word. We can't hunger for what we don't eat. People who are starving don't have hunger signals. Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and they were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Jeremiah 15, 16. Number two, stop eating the wrong things. Fill up on junk, and we won't be hungry for dinner. Entertainment, social media, and busyness satiate our spiritual hunger signals and give us a false sense of fullness. They dull our hunger for the right things. Number three, allow the pain, anxiety, cares, troubles, burdens, pressures, and challenges of life to fuel our hunger for God instead of medicating with other things. He gets sweeter as we turn to him. We grow to hunger for him in hardship. A person who is full tramples on a honeycomb, but to a hungry person, every bitter thing is sweet. Proverbs 27, 7. Number four, start serving. When we work, we get hungry. Hunger is a result of expending energy, burning previous caloric intake, and physical exertion. When we serve the kingdom and others, we get hungry. Please listen to The Divine Balance Between the Fork and the Field by Court Chavis. Number five, fast. When we stop feeding the physical, we start to hunger for the spiritual. When we're hungry, everything tastes better. Hunger causes us to long for our Bibles. Hunger makes our desire for his presence insatiable. Hunger causes us to crave the preached word. Jesus said, Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hunger is 
the best sauce. So let's get hungry. Let's remember that we never outgrow food. We have to keep this in mind. And when we eat throughout the week, we show up to church hungry. We show up to church ready to pour into those we come in contact with. We show up to church ready to worship. We show up to church hungry for a meal, hungry for the word of God to be preached. No one will have to tell us to get excited about preaching. No one will have to um, really force us to worship. We will desire to do those things because we're showing up hungry. And so this week, let's be eating spiritual food. Thank you for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit meganedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, happy, amazing, wonderful Friday.